Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hello there. It's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Have you seen the other one about what's her name? The the uh, blue something? She's It's the documentary. Uh, oh, oh, Teal Swan. Teal Swan? Oh, oh. I- that we're talking was. cult dogs now. This is this is going. I'm great, sorry. You know? I know we were supposed to talk disaster, but cult things freak, that who don't make shit? me panic. Cult documentaries. They make yes. me incredibly happy. <laughs> Welcome to TV. I say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight. You you know what it is from the people who make the shows you love. You just heard a little tease of my chat with Don't Panic host Anthony Atamanik. I absolutely loved speaking with him. I love Don't Panic already. So we had to discuss some of the situations that might make me panic, like being in the Ocean Gate submersible and how I might survive that. Uh, And oh, you know that whole thing where if HBO Max starts putting CNN news alerts on my TV shows, how I will lose my mind. I will cause me to panic constantly. So we get into that. Uh, some of our favorite shows we're watching right now, Traders, and really, we get into some cult docs. And if you've missed some of the best cult docs of the year, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Okay, let's get into it. Enjoy my interview with Anthony Tamanik. Tony Atamanik, welcome to TV Club. I'm so glad you're here. I've been listening to your podcast. I absolutely love it. Uh, the Allison Libby episode, the Colton Dunn one. Good, good oh, stuff you're doing you. over there. But, you know, for my listeners, why don't you tell me about the podcast? Uh, don't Panic. Yeah, I mean, Don't Panic is uh, a fun combination of improv, sort of improv scenario uh, comedic interview, but also sort of a deep dive into the roots of, of people's, you know, panic and fear. Uh, and are they, are they fear, you know, are they fear-based people? Uh, you know, it's interesting to see what scares people, what doesn't, uh, to, uh, also see how people react in panic scenarios. So the improv part is sort of, uh, I like it because we're also surprising the guest with the scenario. So the guest has no idea what's coming their way. Uh, and even if they're not an improviser, cause we've had people who aren't improvisers yeah. who are standups and so on. Um, you know, everyone always rises to the occasion. We have incredible sound design. We introduce this situation like in the Libby episode, uh, which I think is up right now, uh, is, uh, being trapped in the subway, which is a yeah. New Yorker's nightmare. Oh yeah. And, every time I'm there, I'm afraid of that. Oh yeah. And it's, let me tell you, 
when you hear the episode, but it's true. Like both of us have had moments like that. And it really is like time slows. You don't know what's going on. And then we, uh, we, uh, end the episode by sort of getting real answers to how would you actually save yourself in this situation? And then, um, sometimes we apply it in the scene. Other times we don't so successfully apply it, but that's why it's a comedy show. And, you know, although there is great advice in it, uh, it is not an actual, you know, like that. This should be part of a yeah. number of resources you go to. <laughs> You're not the source for for accident yeah. survival. Yeah, uh, and and I should say that you can listen to episodes of Don't Panic ad free on Wondery Plus, and everywhere you uh, listen to podcasts every week. Prime members, by the way, can listen to new episodes ad free on Amazon Music. And if that didn't sound natural, it's because I read it. <laughs> Hey, I'm called to action. I feel called to action with that one. Oh, I'll call everybody to action. <laughs> Trust me. So, I mean, I actually, I'm obsessed with shows that are about how to survive different accidents. I can't stop watching them. I'm obsessed with right now Air Disasters, which is all about oh. like people surviving insane plane crashes. Uh, yes, I just, is this on Freevee? Is that on yes. Freevee? So it's on Freevee. We just discovered Freevee the other day. It's the best thing in the world, right? <laughs> I mean, best. not to do a call to action, but like they have really good shows <laughs> on that thing and nobody knows what it is. Everyone's just like, what? It's in Amazon Prime, but like, what is it? And then you go and they have the best comedies, but also air disasters. Oh, air disasters. It's so funny. I looked at air disasters just the other day. I haven't done it yet because right now I'm on the seven signs, uh, the seven signs that Christ is returning, which oh. was made in 2002. Okay. So this is, but wait, this is the other thing about Freebie. Freebie has like, a, I watched a documentary on psychopaths made in 1997 <laughs> where they literally at one point they're like business psychopaths are, you know, and they, and they cut to the twin towers. And my <laughs> wife kept saying this was made in the nineties. I'm like, no, I don't think this was made in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. they, they refer to the twin towers with no, like, it's not like, Oh, back in the day. It's like, this is like made. And the other thing about that, uh, that show was um, no one was on phones. Because yeah, there was no because there was no phones. Uh, so one freebie is a repository of some of the most arcane, bizarre, old stuff. But anyway, get into this air disasters because I psyched to watch. Yeah, it. I mean, I also got it I, across. Like, there's a, a few things on there that I feel are disaster related because I also started watching Hotel Hell, which oh, is like yes. with Gordon Ramsay. And I had no idea about it. And then at one point in an episode, he's t asking someone if like. Mar the owner smokes pot and he's like is marijuana legal and I noticed someone pull out the oldest flip phone and I had to look and I was like when did this show come out and it's over a decade old and I had no idea but these are two situations that I find myself in a lot that cause me panic I'm traveling a lot by plane yes. and I just watched an episode where the top of a plane came off like a tuna can. They were like sheared off, sheared off, but like only one person died and everybody else just had to ride the rest of the flight with Could the top imagine? of the plane missing. What kind of plane I, was it, by the way? I, I'm always curious about that. So it, it was like a Boeing seven, like seven, five, seven, the one that's like always having problems. But this was back in like the 90s, I think. 757 back in the 90s or 737 probably. Yeah, that probably back that one. Well, you know, it's interesting because I would uh, research the plane. So I knew, okay, I'm in an Embraer 175, which means that there's two eggs. I know I am so scared to fly 
And one of the ways that I've gotten over my fear of flying is that I do research. I have a turbulence report app that gives me up-to-date uh, pilot reports on where turbulence is. I will change flights based on the turbulence map. I mean, that's smart. I'm hardcore when it comes to freaking <laughs> out about uh, planes. Uh, well, you've seen there's another show. Oh, God, I wish I could remember the name of this show, but on the Weather Channel. Yeah, yeah. That breaks down. It's sort of like my podcast. It like breaks down like what your it's like, here's your weather scenario. Like, here's your tsunami. And then what would you do in a tsunami? And yeah. Then, and then it gives you like it gives you like four choices. And it's like, stay in the tsunami, get to higher ground, goes. And there's always one that's like, get a good tan. And you're like, why are you bothering? <laughs> Like this, this isn't a time for jokes, okay? Weather Channel, I'm trying to no, learn and Channel. save myself. Why can't Weather Channel just be? I thought this the other day about television when the <laughs> hurricane was hitting Florida. Why is CNN, MSNBC, why is everyone in their brother record reporting on this Florida hurricane when we have two dedicated weather channels? We have AccuWeather yeah. and Weather Channel. Why not? Why? And I know that they have to have parent companies that like are in like yeah, collusion they know with when, each other. They know when the weather's hot. When the, so why the, doesn't hot CNN? News. Why doesn't CNN just go or whoever go? Okay, well, go to the Weather Channel now. No, because like, they don't want. They need the views. You know, like when we had our stuff here in LA when it was the hurricane. I was actually watching, you know, CNN because they were actually talking about it, even though it was really just a little bit of rain. And then we had a normal earthquake. <laughs> but, you know, I want it in the moment. I was like, I need someone who's addressing this with the same kind of urgency. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't even know that I get the weather channel because I I'm a cord cutter. So, like, I I don't even know how to how to do it. Oh, you see, I've come from I don't know what it is. It's like I think because I grew up not you know not with a lot of dough and the big sign of success was that my grandfather had cable like he yeah. like that was the big thing that he had cable and so i remember when i was little i'm oh i'm 49 so i remember being like 12 or 13 and being like when i make it i'll have every cable channel and that'll <laughs> be how i've made it I like made no it. one in my family ever had all the movie channels, right? Do you so have I'm them? Gonna, you got them? Not only do I have them all, my wife, <laughs> my wife is like, "Why do we have this? We don't even watch." Like, what do you have? Like the Stars package? What I are you have like? Star <laughs> but you know, Stars has got a lot of good programs. They actually on do have some good stuff now. I mean, I've been enjoying. Minks moved over there, so I've been yes. watching some of their stuff. And they had the Party Down re reboot, or re and they had, the, in my opinion, they had the better Nexium doc. They had oh, the better Nexium. Oh, 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 Tony, right? Tony, Tony. I could talk about this all day. I can yes. talk about this all day. How seduced the Nexium doc on Stars <laughs> is way better than the Vow, which wasted our time for two seasons. Yes, ten hours of two seasons. Yes. and Seduced had this thing whole all nailed down in four episodes. I wrote an entire article about this for the AV Club. You I was did really? so angry. Yes, I mean Seduced was brilliant and also I think more honest because I believe that um, the the ne the other Nexium doc is weirdly. A version is was them it's trying propaganda. to parlay. Yeah. Yes, they were trying to parlay it's and basically separate. Um, what's his name? 
separate him from uh, Mark Vicente their... and yes, Keith oh, and I, like I think I taught it. them improv. I think I taught Mark <laughs> Vicente improv because I remember there being a couple in an improv class, and he looks so familiar to me. I mean, absolutely. And, and I and it makes sense. They were only like twenty minutes, thirty minutes away from the city. And yeah. it was an intensive that I taught. So it was like a week. It was, you know, a level one intensive. I swear I taught Nexium people improv. I would believe I it. So they went, the the call, the call in Albany was really close to where I went to college. And they would come to our campus and like try to recruit us. Ugh. Like our, our campus was so far away from Albany or any real city that you could tempt kids by being like, we'll give you a ride to the mall. <laughs> and kids Ugh. would be like, fine, a ride to the mall. And all I have to do is like listen to a Nexium. Wait, where'd you tape. go to school? Uh, Williams College in Western Mass. Yeah, I know Williams. Yeah, it's like I'm middle from, of nowhere. I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like as far west it's as you far can be. out there. Yeah, middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah. And so they'd come to campus and be like, hey, come do acapella with us and we'll take you to Chipotle. <laughs> and they were so into like nerdy college, like campus things for team yeah. building. And so I could totally see him doing improv. I oh, Well, oh, wait. Oh. Have you seen the other one about what's her name? The the uh blue something. She's it's the documentary. Uh, oh, oh, Teal Swan. Teal Swan. Oh, I, that we're talking was. cult docs now. This is this is going. I'm great, sorry. You know? I know we were supposed to talk disaster, but cult things freak, that who don't make shit? me panic. Cult documentaries. They make yes. me incredibly happy. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, the Teal I mean, Swan doc. Teal is, Swan. It was actually my number one doc of last year because it's the most just intimate look at a cult that we yes. have ever I think seen recorded I don't oh. think any because the whole premise of her being like I'm gonna prove we're not a cult by hiring <laughs> a documentary crew to record us not being a cult and then even the documentary crew is like you're a cult like I'm so like we just have to call it what it well, is well the Miss Marple woman my favorite is the Miss Marple investigator who like yeah. when they, she's like I love how she really to me was exemplified the sort of like, I'm going to come into this totally without a judgment. And I, and, and I'm really going to live by that principle and then see what I find. So that when she gets to the point where she's like, listen, you're a cult. <laughs> like she's like, the conclusion is so clear. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, this woman is a hundred thousand percent accurate because she's so clearly communicated her in her uh, impartiality in the yeah, beginning. It was so uh, just like, Hey, I didn't Teal come Swan's here to, still teal, going. to tear you down. You had me. She's still going. She's gotten even bigger. She just used that documentary and was like, see how much they hate me because I'm telling the truth. Yeah. And that's what they always do. But that I, always I, uh, see now that panics me. You want to talk about, in my view, real panic, like real fear yeah. is like, being like that you found yourself in a cult like you you do you think that something. would happen to you you'd find yourself in a cult no i don't know i'm way 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 too cynical i mean some people say ucb but uh <laughs> but ucb didn't have the criteria of a cult uh in the basic criteria of a cult which is that nobody actually you know there was no keeping you there People were free to come and go as they pleased. Um, yeah, you're not like selling yeah, selling your house yeah, to support. Nobody was it. giving up their life for you know. I mean, if you were, you were voluntarily doing that. Like no, nobody <laughs> was ever going like give up your money. And the, the only problem was actually, I think, is that near the end, the big mistake was they that they broke the bond. 
between the free performing and the free, like when they started to penalize people for not showing up for shows and things like that financially, you can't do that. And I don't think that meant that they were culty. I think it meant that they made a bad decision. They made a bad, a bad choice that opened up the door for people who have that weird edge about it to the, to then make that accusation. But um, so no, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, because I don't think I'd end up in a call. I, I just hate people telling me what to do. I, well, that's yes. That's my thing. And my thing is, is the minute someone says I have the answer, I'm like, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, do you want to have like you want to have sex with me? No way. No, no. The second <laughs> Keith Raniere is trying to and I hate I hate Keith Raniere so much. Oh. I feel like I was put on Earth just to destroy him. I mean, yeah, he's in prison for like 100 years. But I just feel like I I need to be mean to him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just yes. one of the worst cult <laughs> leaders. Every time they would show a clip of him being like, I have such a high IQ. I was oh, just God. like, put me in there. I would tear him down. I just. Well, it's such a bullshit. I mean, listen, I mean, I we could get into the real social constructs of why the demographic of cult leaders yeah. tend to be Keith a particular Ramirez. race, a particular uh, gender. They yeah. tend to be white men who have the balls. They have the balls to lie because, <laughs> and because they feel so comfortable. And what's crazy is that we have a system that's inherently uh, designed to buttress that and actually reinforce it so that then uh, no one questions it, which is the craziest the crazy part, and part then, of it. Like people like him end up on the cover of Forbes and stuff. I'm curious. Have you watched any of this year's cult docs? Uh, did you see shiny, happy people? Yes, I did see shiny, happy people. I, I don't know if that's free or prime video, but it's on there. But... That's on prime video. Remind me of what, what group that uh, was. It's about the Duggars and the yes, quiverful yes, the Duggars. people who believe in yes. having as many children as possible. Well, you know, that's, I think tonight, is it's coming back on HBO Max is that other uh, uh, family. Uh, yes. Oh, you know what I'm oh, talking welcome about. Welcome to Prattville. Welcome to Prattville. And things are Prattville yeah. and things are falling apart over there. Oh, they're you it's know? I can't wait for this new season. I got obsessed yes. with that show kind of all at once and I watched the last four seasons. I like I never got into the Duggars. That always no. I was just kind of like, who cares? You got a bunch of kids. Well, okay. A lot of people have a bunch of kids. Yeah. You know, and then you find out, oh, it's because they raised them all in a cult and everybody is just watching you be like, what? <laughs> like, why yeah. aren't you teaching your daughters math? Vice did have a a really good cult doc and I cannot remember the name Ooh, of it. What was that? Uh, but they go I love every cult. Doc. Yeah. Oh, every, and this one, the... it's so, so good. Uh, it's called The Devil You Know. It was two seasons, but it basically is about Sherry yes, Shriner and the yes. alien reptile call. And it goes yes. from like how she yes. started this call in the 90s yes. and it led to QAnon and how a bunch of QAnon people are like, oh, no, basically our movement came from this woman, Sherry Shriner. It talks yes. about like, the people that she basically had killed. It is it's really well done. And that was one of the few vice docs where I was like, okay, they're they're really laying it out here. People said that Ocean Gate, uh, you know, Ocean Gate, the submersible that exploded trying to see the Titanic. People said that this was a conspiracy to distract the public from bigger news and that all of these million billionaires fake their deaths. Uh, so that they could go live on a pod on Mars or somewhere else because the planet's ending. So sure, all sure. these billionaires are trying to do this. Uh, so first yeah. question, is it a cult? Second question, 
Uh, you're on the Ocean Gate submersible. What do you do to not panic? How do you save yourself in this situation? <laughs> well, uh, the first thing is, no, I don't believe that that's real. I never believe in this happened as a distraction from other news because, th- again, that's so narrow right like there's like uh, but what about they did know that they were dead the first day and then the news just like they just didn't tell anyone and kept the news going well i think what i think what it had to do more so was until they reach this this is more operative which is they want to have evidence right so the the whole idea was we're not going to officially it's like the maui death count right yeah, probably a thousand. I mean, that's terrible what happened in Maui. I'm not being glib about it, but like they say there's like a hundred people, right, or something dead. There's probably a, a close to a thousand people dead, but yeah. they're not going to say that, right? They're going to qualify it as missing until um, because it's confirmed. until it's confirmed. And that's what and they I did think- in Puerto Rico, and then everybody was like, "See, it's a conspiracy. They lied to us." And it was like, "Well, no. If you had yeah. just paid attention to like a few weeks later when they updated yeah. the number and they were like, this is the number.'" Yeah. But then it's well, like, well, it's a conspiracy now. It's our addiction to immediate information. And then I think the second thing is, uh, I don't know if you other also watched the documentary on the German guy, or was it German guy or Swedish guy who built the submarine and then uh, chopped that woman's head off in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that one. The <laughs> the Deep, I believe, on Netflix. Uh, really good documentary. <laughs> I mean, I don't, again, I don't mean to be glib, but it's like, what is up with submarine people? Yeah. Why are they so crazy? He was, he was Danish, I think. It was Danish. I think it was, Why yeah. are submarine people so fucking weird? Like, I, I think if, if someone's like, I'm working on a submarine, I'm yeah. like, okay, so you're a serial you're killer. You're a serial then. killer. And it was such a, like, the way he truly believed he was going to get away with it. And the only read, like, there was just that one forensic woman who was like, I knew <laughs> I was going to get his ass. And she was just so passionate about like being like, I know I, and she was just like, not only am I a mastermind at criminal crime scenes and in, in forensics, I'm also a sub expert. Yes. I know all about your little sub. And I was like, what happened that, that those were your hobbies? Yeah. Who is, so I would never get in the sub, but let's say I got in the sub. You're in the sub. Okay. If I'm in the sub it, the, it, and they, they like started lowering it into the yeah, water. And you see I'd the PlayStation like, controller. I'd be like, let me out. I've decided I don't want to go. <laughs> now let's say we're all, we're underneath, yeah, right? You're we're in, we're in there. And he's like, uh Oh, it's <laughs> not working. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh Oh, that's our acoustic crack. Like alarm yeah. telling me that there's been a breach. <laughs> I would, I, I think I would, um, I would just I think I probably would fold into myself and just accept that I won't know when I've died that I think that would just be there is no escape yeah. because you cannot get out. You can't escape because you'll get crushed. You're too far down. So there is no and also it no one's in scuba gear. There's no there's no scuba gear. So you're that's a death sentence. There's no there's no getting out of that. I did love that so many people on the Internet were just like. I think I could have survived this. There were just like so oh many people God. were like, look, I'm built different. I would have done like a barrel roll. And uh, yeah. <laughs> there was one guy who was like, I would have escaped through an air bubble as the explosion was happening. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, first of all, that's the, it's an implosion. There's no, what are you? <laughs> I would escape through an air bubble. What an asshole. <laughs> Hold up. 
Hey everyone, this is Gil Ozeri. You may know me as the guy who eats food over a garbage can, or my wife's cute little companion with the ass that won't quit. Or you may know me from Comedy Bang Bang. I play Dr. Sweet Chat and Ned Bellinella, the busiest man, or Irving Sardinus. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to say how much I'm gonna miss Scott now that he's dead. What? What do you mean he's not dead? Well, whose funeral was that? What? Who the hell is Gary? Wow, okay, well, I guess I want to wish Comedy Bang Bang a happy 15th anniversary. Wow, I always have the best time on CBB. It is so much fun to do, and Scott makes me feel warm and welcome and extra wet. So here's to another 15 years. Keep listening to Comedy Bang Bang wherever you get your podcasts. Ruba, go do it. That's right, Ruba. They should go do it. Yes. They should, Ruba, right? Yes. Shouldn't they? No. What do you mean, no? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Ruba, go do Yes, Ruba, go do That's right, Ruba, go do MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. TV, I say. I want to go back to plane disasters for a second because I forgot. to. So one, there's that video of the person who was able to open the door. Well, the reason they were able to open it was because they were so close to landing. So the reason you can't open that door, like the reason you don't have to worry about someone being able to open that door up in the air, like at 35,000 feet, is because the pressure on the door is so extreme, there would be no way for you to open the door, right? So that was reassuring. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation. I watched a woman who had had too many walk up and go and start to pull on the emergency No, I've door. never been in that situation. What, how and would I know? I would lose it. <laughs> I stood up and I started screaming. I literally stood up and started screaming, look what she's doing. Look what she's doing. And the fucking, you know, uh, uh, flight attendant <laughs> ran over and said, sir, you need to sit down. I went, no, 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 no. I said, this is not about me. I said, do you see that? Do you see that? And the steward literally went, Oh, and then ran like was like, oh, like, <laughs> like oh, you. you're being a hero, actually. You're doing and they, your job as a global <laughs> citizen who says, sees something and say, says something like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you ta- we're talking about how, you know, these conspiracy esque news stories have become the basically what is treated as a real documentary today. Like, have you noticed that TMZ has been making actual news documentaries for like NBC and it shows up on (laughs) and they did one that was about a 9-11 plane that was supposed to be like the the uh, the fifth plane or something and they were like it got hijacked but then some people said that people were being weird and they just let us off the plane and nothing happened and then they actually talked to investigators and they're like no nothing happened those those people just thought there was some weird lady on their plane that was literally all it was (laughs) TMZ should stick to interviewing Rachel outside of the laundromat about Scandable. 
TMZ is very good at that. That's what they're good at. They don't need to do news documentary. Harvey Levin, I mean, the notion that Harvey Levin, who essentially was a poor man's, he was a poor man's Doug Llewellyn. That's all he was, was a poor man's Doug Llewellyn. When Jerry Scheinland hosted the, the, the reboot of People's Court, yeah. because Judy, Judge Judy was like, Jerry should have a show too. Yeah. And Harvey Levin would stand at that fucking shitty Herald Square mall <laughs> kiosk and interview people. Yeah. And then later TMZ shows up and I'm like, that's the fucking people's court guy. And now it's like Harvey Levin's like, you know, and now he's like down. a news media maker and is like, yep. I do important documentaries about the secret person controlling Britney Spears's life or something. But here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing about it. I, I, Cause you know, there's so many things like this that have happened where then later you're like, wow, I actually wish that still existed. I feel like TMZ is one of those things where True. it's like something way worse is going to come along. That's going to usurp it. That's going to be just fucking crazy. And it'll be like, well, at least with TMZ, we could trust <laughs> them when they said maybe it was unethical the way they got their information, but you could trust but the information. Trust. It was checked. Exactly. And now it's all being replaced by like Twitter accounts, like pop things and like yeah. pop base. Well, X, I mean, X has got a, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I really respect shit. you using the new name. That's, that's really big of you. I, I actually don't, you know, a lot of people like call it Twitter. And I think yeah. I went through a thing where I went, I don't want to call it Twitter because that's an insult to Twitter. <laughs> ah, you know? Yeah. And it's starting to get real bad to the point where it's like, why, I don't want to be affiliated with Elon Musk and the things happening here. It's just no. embarrassing to, well, there's some new terms of service thing about using your stuff. And yeah. I'm your biometrics like... and your jobs and your career history. And so it's so weird. It's impossible to use it. Now, if you try to search anything, it's all spam. It's all bots. It's you can't even tell who's a real person because it's just so many people being like, oh, want to know the weather in Southern California? Text me. And it's just yeah. like, what? And uh, the good thing is it, it's failing. Listen, this is one thing to talk about TV is and I know that cable and streaming and all this. OK, whatever. But still, there is something where you cannot it cannot work. Like Twitter as like people trying to broadcast for two hours, three hours on yeah. there. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. I had a Twitch channel. Trust me. I know I had a Twitch <laughs> channel, you know, unless you're in a hot tub in a bikini, which was the primary thing on the yeah. Twitch thing that actually was successful shows. If you're trying to do a show, they, people just want to watch you play video games. They don't care. Yeah. If they don't want to watch you watch a TV show. No. And on YouTube, you know, yes, there are shows that show up on YouTube, but if something succeeded on YouTube, it moved to streaming. So there is still a a world where we want to watch things on TV. You know, yeah. we want to consume them on TV. And, and there's a certain vibe about TV that just is unique. It's, it's unique. And so so I, I wanted to ask you about this uh, TV controversy. Uh, yes. That I, I think kind of ties in with everything we've been talking about. Uh, but Max just just announced uh, that they're going to start testing CNN breaking news alerts while no. you're watching their shows. No, uh, how are you feeling about this? Yay or nay? As someone who's trying to encourage people not to panic, do you think it's a good idea to have breaking news? No. Uh, while you're, no. you know, binge watching just like Golden Girls? No. And and here's why. The reason why I have a streaming app on is because I don't 
want interference. <laughs> I don't want anything to interfere. Secondly, my phone will notify me if there's like a nuke right? or something heading somewhere. The my phone, phone will let is you know. right there and they know I'm looking at my phone. Right. And the other thing to me is uh, breaking news has evolved from actual important information that used to be communicated. Again, I'm old in the, in the 20th century, breaking news was reserved for serious news. Yeah. Then nine 11 happened and all the cable companies went, Oh, you know, you know, we can, we should say breaking news about everything. And so over the course of the next 10 years, breaking news became Okay, the infrax thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, wait, no, now it's, you know, a, a, a famous person, you know, did this. Okay, now yeah. it's that, you know, breaking news, someone's arriving back at the White House. And also, the ticker was born out of that. So the ticker used to just be something to, that would slide Just to up. give us some examples, here's some breaking news yeah. alerts I've gotten on my phone in just the past, like, 20 minutes. Uh, heavy rains, Ebola rumors, this year's Burning Man fiasco into turned into the ultimate tech culture clash. Uh, my thoughts and prayers with everyone who had to survive Burning Man this year. Uh, BuzzFeed, I practically spit out my coffee scrolling through these 24 hilarious tweets from this week. Breaking news. Uh, and CNB CNBC, 68-year-old who unretired shares his secrets to living a happy, regret-free life. Which just sounds like propaganda to get me not to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is propaganda to raise the age of retirement, too. Yeah. Which, which is uh, this 68 know, year old said, I'm still kicking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I think it's a, I think Zaslav is a fucking moron. He's not a and smart I guy. Think, and I think that uh, what they're doing with, I mean, they've, they've completely sullied the name of HBO. Yeah. Uh, HBO's a, you know, it's, has it's, been a yeah, watching it shell of itself for a while. Like just anyway. fold in with, with Discovery and now Max. And I open the app and it's like, oh, do you want to watch Sister Wives next to the Sopranos? <laughs> yeah. And now it's like the Inquirer merged with like, you know, the Washington Post. Yeah. It's like, what? Why is the Inquirer news stories on the Washington Post? So, I mean, why in God's name would I want to be watching a show and get a news alert? Uh, in the sense of just in the quality of all you're going to do is people are going to go, I don't want to watch this app anymore <laughs> because now I, I, I don't want to be bothered with this shit. I'm trying to watch it. And also this is the whole point. You, this way now I do not understand this. So it used to be you paid for the cable, right? Or you watch TV for free on, on antenna. Yeah. And yeah. then you went to the movies and the point was that you spent back in the day, 550 650 for a ticket and that meant that you got ads for the movie theater like you you know you got like go to the, get the popcorn yeah, and maybe try some local businesses before the the show but that was it and then the movie started and you watched the previews and you watched the movie and that was it and then it started to be, oh, okay, there's a Coca-Cola commercial now, or there's a commercial that was on TV, and now it's showing beforehand, and they they tricked it out by going, oh, well, we'll give you a word jumble about yeah. Jack Nicholson <laughs> and The Shining and all this bullshit, right? So then you start going, and now you go to the movies, it's just literally straight up 20 minutes of fucking of ads you have to sit through and bullshit. Ads and commercials, and not before the the you even get to the trailers. Like, it's just... <laughs> And then, yeah, you're paying like 35, 40 bucks a ticket now. <laughs> yeah. And you're paying to watch ads. So my thing is, is I thought the whole point of the streaming services 
and it's particularly HBO, there are two tiers, right? There's a tier, an ad tier, yeah. and there's a non-ad tier. So if I'm paying for the non-ad tier, why the fuck do you think, if I'm the demographic of person who's like, I don't want to be bothered, that you're like, oh, but you know what we're going to do? We're going to bother you because now on cable, right? You know, if you watch like Bravo, if you're watching Housewives, right? Oh, there's pop-ups all over the screen. There's a pop-up on the left. There's, there's a, a thing it's on all the right. over the place. I yeah, it shrinks in, and then you're seeing Andy Cohen in the clubhouse <laughs> looking at you know one yeah. of his guests, and then it it's truly back just out. like a little pop-up constantly, just like Andy Cohen below deck, below deck. Look at Captain Sandy. Look at Captain uh. Sandy dance. <laughs> Captain Sandy. I'm a Captain Lee guy myself. Okay. I mean, Captain Lee is my second favorite. Captain Sandy's Captain number Lee. one for me. But you know what? I, I've never actually experienced Captain Sandy, so I don't know. I have to watch. It's, 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 I feel it is a controversial choice for me to say I love her. People tend to not like her. I think it's misogyny. Uh, but oh. also she like got fired a girl because she had a vape pen. And so everyone is like, that was really rude. But is she Mediterranean? Is that yeah, what she does? Yeah, she's a below deck med. Uh, okay, I'll yeah, have to see that. Yeah, and then this current yeah, yeah. season of Below Deck Down Under, it's it's been a really good one. There's just a lot happening. Like every episode. the assault, right? Oh, yeah, there was the assault. Uh, this past episode, uh, one of the charter guests had a seizure. And like during the meal, so people thought he was Whoa. like choking and he has a seizure. And this is Kate, right? Uh, this is... Uh, Aisha, she's the oh, chief stew, okay. and then Jason is the captain. Okay. Uh, okay. and it's like, and then Aisha started having a breakdown because her brother died from a seizure, so it like triggered her. <laughs> and then Christ. the girl who was assaulted, like she has still been like processing that, and the guy who did it has been like contacting her. So she starts drinking during the charter, which you know. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, you can't do that. And he's gone. He got put off the boat, right? Oh, yeah. Immediately, as soon as Captain Jason fell out, found out he was like, you're getting off the boat, you're fired. Uh, yeah, Bravo didn't give a shit though. They, they yeah, were no. Bravo was like, we have the footage. We, I mean, a Bravo producer did stop it, uh, but it very much felt like it ran up to the edge. I think. Yeah, that like a Bravo producer stopped it because they were like, you know what, we've had this happen a lot before. Yeah, and uh, you know, but I. Well, it's like the yeah. reforming of James Kennedy. I mean, this is like the reforming, the reforming of the image of James Kennedy, who clearly has been physical with previous girlfriends and i mean it's inferred uh, so i this is alleged obviously i yes. can't say it's true but uh it's inferred that he has been physical so uh and yet because raquel and tom did their thing which in the grand scheme of things i have to say now having distance from scandoval oh yeah like not come on that man big of a deal, and it's also like i mean Ariana seemed to do quite well. I mean, she's got multiple endorsements for a person who's not married and doesn't have kids with the person. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal that you have like multiple endorsements. Yeah. And it, it's like, you know, you're at that stage and age where like, I, I don't know. I, I was like, you're really this shocked that this is how this went down. I mean, I knew that I know them both. So I, I <laughs> have to be, I have to be judicious. I have to be, right. uh, yes balance when it comes to this <laughs> you don't take a side here i mean i well i will say i mean i wrote tom and condemned him you know i wrote him yeah and told him what i thought about what he did you know because i'm not because it was toxic and fucked up 
you know, and that was it. I mean, I left it at that. You, you know? know, you gotta, you gotta hold your friends accountable. You gotta hold them. I wouldn't say f- a friend, but an acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I watched the uh, the other uh, Vanderpump Rules documentary about the other scandal with um. Oh, the Randall oh, scandal. With, oh, with Randall scandal. Yeah. I haven't watched Randall oh, scandal. Oh, I Is thought that one was it? really good, and it was like it was good. way worse than like the Tom stuff. I was like, this oh, yeah. is. Like, this is the worst, I, I like, controversy here. But I guess he, like, isn't exciting or and he, like, left the show. So people just didn't really care as much. I think that there was, I think the problem was there was a lot of cease and desist stuff that came from Randall. So I think that there, it couldn't have been, True. it couldn't be talked about as much. I think Lala has, like, restrictions on what she can talk about. Yeah. Even on her podcast, she doesn't discuss it much. Yeah. And she talks about that. She was like, there's still, like, legal stuff he's threatening her with. And, like, she had a kid with him. So it's, like, a whole real mess. But yeah. Yeah, know, yeah. It, that I think got too real. It got too real for the people. That got too real. <laughs> Uh, I do want to talk about your watch list before you before before we wrap up here. We are we are We're here to talk to about it. some TV. We're starting to cover it already. Yeah, I mean, I we got so into the cult dot, and there's so many good ones. Uh, uh, you have to send me a list because I I'm always looking, and I feel like there's some I've missed. Oh yeah, Every I mean, cult. did you do uh, Sex Lies in the College Cult? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, well, did that's the Peacock one, but did you do the better one on Hulu? Yo, no, we did both. Okay, okay. See, so then you're oh you're, my God. you're really we about always, it. You're really about it. Where I because also I really feel like that guy in particular. There's certain like, talk about conspiracy. I'm like, what's his deal? What's his setup? He seems like some sort of asset or something. He's manipulating people. He's you know yeah, it, and it, like he it, randomly does have photos with like important people, and he knows Bernie Carrick. Bernie Carrick in the one doc has to distance himself, but Bernie Carrick is a dark individual, yeah, who did some dirty shit, including like sleeping with some woman during nine eleven, like instead of being where he was supposed to be. Uh, yeah, you, everyone knows about that, but that Bernie Carrick was uh at his like mistress's apartment. While the towers were collapsing. Oh, wow. Bernie Carrick is also friends with New Jersey housewife Caroline Manzo and her husband, and also connected with Giuliani. So, yeah, uh, that's a it's, lot. Anyway, uh, that's yeah. a lot of darkness. And he's just, okay, yeah, so, he's a, yeah, it's, yeah, that one was really top notch. And I love that there were two. So you get the comparison against, again, like seduced in the vow. Uh, yes. But I don't know. We're in a kind of lull right now. I think we like found all the cults that are willing to talk. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. your watch list okay i think you you sent a few things over what i really (laughs) want to hit on is that you just finished and just like that uh tell me what you think because you don't seem like the core demographic to me so i'm really curious about your perspective one i am not the core demographic so my wife watched sex of the city and then when and just like that was coming out she did a rewatch and I said, what the fuck is with this show? And I started watching it and I went, holy shit, this is a great it's show. It's a great show. It's a great show. And and I I think one nice thing about hitting the middle of your life uh, is that you can shed. I mean, this is a deeper discussion, but like I think, you know, one underreported thing is how uh, as a young man, you're raised to basically gnarl yourself into this emotionless husk. And then, of course, why do we think there's so much hatred of women and homophobia and all this is because we see other people getting to live their full emotional Pantone book. We get other people who get to. And and I think that uh, what happens is if you un, unfurl yourself, you stop identifying sort of weird judgments about television or what you consume with who you are as a yeah. person. And so, and just like that, uh, or Sex in the City was something I remember, you know, I remember, I'm sure, having a very patent flash judgment going, I don't watch that shit, Absolutely you know? Absolutely, same. I was one of those teen girls who was like, Sex in the City, I like Daria, I'm deep. Mm-hmm. I would never yeah. watch something like that. And now I'm like, I wish I'd watched it when I was a teenager. <laughs> like it would have. Oh, so great! It's so, it's so cool. great! It and my amazing. friend Mario is my friend Mario oh, plays yeah. Anthony on it. I love and, Mario Cantone. Oh. And you know Mario's the best, and he played you know the Mooch on President's Show, and he's my mother's student at Emerson. So I knew Mario oh. when I was like eight years old, and he was like a student at Emerson College. Oh my so god! Like I've known him my whole life, and uh, um, so then and just like that is like some crazy postmodern fever dream of yeah. the show. And also it is like a boomer roadmap for like every misguided decision about uh, orientation and race <laughs> that you could make. Career, it, everything. It just, every, uh. I mean, I, listen, I'm going to say some things that maybe are controversial, but I really am like they this season. I think th- there was a part where I was like, wow, they're like segregating uh, the black cast. Yeah. Members. Nia they never are... left her apartment. <laughs> Nia never did anything. Nia just sat in her apartment and then Miranda would come back and be like, oh, I had a tough day. And she'd be like, I'm here to talk about it or I'm having sex. That's what I'm here to do. And it was just like, this why? Is a professor at Columbia and she's like worried about her boyfriend and a baby. What the fuck are we talking about? But then also the couple that loses the baby and yet like they're just in her closet, like they're in her closet. They're just in her closet, walk in bedroom like the whole time. (laughs) And 
And it's just their whole relationship is just them back and forth going, but I have a meeting, but I have a meeting, but you said you'd be at my meeting, but you said you'd be at my gala. Che is like a hate crime. Like the character of Che is a hate crime. I and- hate that you're about to make me log in as the Che defender, but I viciously love, protect, and serve Che Diaz. Uh, no! I don't th- I don't there's there's a reason Che is so polarizing as a character and that's because they are such an amazing uh, character. And I know everyone is hoping uh, that they write Che Diaz off because there's No, there's I no want re- more Che. Thank are you kidding you. me? It's not about that. Here's the thing is to me I can love how insane there's a moment where Che is watching their stand up from when they were before they were Before they came know, out as out, non-binary, right? yeah. And they're watching and and that Che, which is a, is Rosie, essentially Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, yeah, she they might as well be Rosie. The hair and the material <laughs> yeah, is like the Rosie I was like, material. I was like, what are you trying to tell us that Che Diaz was doing stand up in the 90s? Like, I don't think Che is that old. <laughs> This is the thing. <laughs> and then there's a moment where it cuts back and Che fucking hits that joint <laughs> so ridiculously hard <laughs> that the actor, you can see that the actor reacts to it. Like it's not Che. Yeah, it's just the like, actor going like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I that's what I love about the show is it it's like it is at one level, it it does things that are such crazy big swings that you're yeah. like, what the fuck are they doing? Then in other moments, you're like, I can see through everything. It's not even like anyone's <laughs> acting. Like, there's oh, yeah. no acting going I on. I am pretty sure this is just they people. brought back the guy who plays Aiden, and he was just like, really? Are you okay? <laughs> like, in every scene he's in, he's not acting. He's just kind of like, <laughs> you want me to say this? Mary called him Aiden Scissorhands <laughs> when he was in that first outfit that oh like, yeah jacket, when she that finally jacket. runs into him on the street and he looks like a villain or like a murderer oh my god first off you know that they initially wrote that aiden's son was a fucking school shooter and then they did a rewrite yeah because like aiden's like aiden's son like comes up on the thing and it's like dad i'm gonna shoot the school up and like they were like oh i guess we can't do that we'll just have him like take mushrooms take and mushrooms crash and car. crash his car and then have aiden be like how did he even get psilocybin and it's like what, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking and him just about? freaking out like i can't believe he's doing this and it's like he's my 14 fa- he's like doing my favorite is miranda the physical comedy of Miranda coming out of that deprivation tank. Uh, and I turned to Flossie and I was like, this woman ran for governor <laughs> of New York. Yep. What the fuck? Where is the dignity? I said, where is the dignity? And now Just, she's and no. trying on strap-ons <laughs> and getting fingered in kitchens while Carrie pees in a Snapple and, bottle. And why is she waiting in line for the fucking sitcom pilot taping? First off- Oh my, that part bothered me so much. I was like, first of all, why wouldn't Che hook hook Miranda up with like, you're going to be, you know, in my trailer. You're going to come on set with me. You're like- <laughs> What is happening that like and that's and then oh Why? but still when Che like approaches Marita after and is like you ruin the family scene that oh, was when like, everything like that moment I was just I I will randomly think to myself you ruin the family scene it is the family scene like that was the problem with this fucking sitcom <laughs> not that it was not that the showrunner in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. taping was like, you this can't person act. is a terrible actor <laughs> and can't do the scene. Tony, Dan- Tony Danza 
was incredible. Yeah, I have to he say. was Tony really Danza good. Was, and Tony Danza was really fantastic what a get. in yeah. the show. What a get. And uh, this is the other thing. When has it ever taken five months to film a pilot? <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? Reshoots and re... What, yeah, what, rewrites what and reshoots. What are we talking what? about? Rewrites and reshoots. And then Che buying an apartment, not you even after it's sold. It just you made no sense to me. It's just... I love, I love everything about that show. I love Mario's storyline. Oh, Mario's storyline of this last season was my favorite. Everything was Stanford going away to become a monk. And what it is. He's dead. He's dead. Yes, he died. And to me, it's like, just let him die. Let him rest. What are you doing? The writer said in one of the after show podcasts that that actor specifically said he did not want to be written off. Even if he died, he did not want to be killed in the script. He wanted to remain in the universe, even if he, he didn't. He's dead. But so they respected that. And decided to make him a monk because uh, Michael Patrick King and Sarah Jessica Parker went on a trip to Japan uh, <sighs> after Sex in the City 2 came out. And the monasteries inspired him so much uh, that he was like, this is what we have to do for Stanford. Come on. And I love that really all that is used for is to make Anthony go, you know what? I should bottom. <laughs> like, that's the oh whole. My, God, my favorite line is when when Mario Anthony goes, well, because I'm the man and you're the woman. <laughs> the craziest line in the world it was the craziest <laughs> line just, in the world. Yeah. and yet and yet the truest to an old queen yeah that you could think of it was like realistic to me it was like there are older queer people who like view the world still this way and they yeah, really sorry i said down. old queen guys but <laughs> i think it's okay yeah, it's all right I, if I you're talking about mario cantone i think that's appropriate <laughs> But uh, although Mario looks very good, looks amazing, by the way, looks honestly Uh, the best on the show, looks amazing. He does look the best on the show. Uh, And I mean, I cannot that. Oh, there was also the episode where they pick up the two young uh, Australian footballers, (laughs) which I can't imagine that the two Australian rugby players had in mind (laughs) that they were going to pick up women that were their grandmother's age at an Italian restaurant. And I don't mean to be ageist, but let's be realistic about two 20 year old Australian footballers who are fresh on their trip yeah, and mean. they're voluntarily like I could see something where they sort of are forced together and then maybe, but they're coming over going, Hey mate, Hey man, yeah. come on, man. Come on man. I can see it for our ladies. Yeah. No, I cannot. No. Yeah. Those are their sexes. <laughs> no. They're our ladies. No, they're I fashions re- and distinct I style re- and charm. <laughs> I refuse to accept it. I refuse to accept it. But again, all of this is said, it's like love for a family member. Like, I want this show again yeah. to go for like 10, ten seasons. seasons. I, I want, want a million episodes. I want the finale to just be 30 minutes of just still shots on coffins. Yep. Truly. That's it. Just like all of them in their coffins. Yeah. They're all dead. I want the just... set. I want the the six feet under ending where I get to see all of the conclusions. I want every moment with them. They're my girls. So I really so I I I I'm I'm all in. I'm fine. I'm all in. I mean, you're going to all my television. You're going to be like, Jesus, like Real Housewives of New York. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, gotta, you got Real Housewives of New York and Orange, Orange County. Uh, you sit, you're midway through Jack Ryan uh, in The Diplomat. You got The Last of Us, Love and Death, which I still need to watch, actually. 
Ooh, Love and Death is good because you know they had the other yeah, one. Yeah, Candy. That's another two. Which, for yeah, that's another Candy. One. Didn't watch that. And it's that. very well. Watch Candy and Love and Death because they they completely approach it from different perspectives. Okay. This is the this is the first time I'm actually feeling pulled in. I was gonna do Love and Death because you know it has Elizabeth, it has Jesse Plemons. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was like, that's the one to do. And I don't know that Hulu's a little hit or miss, but I mean, I'll I I would do both. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is um you know uh, what's her name um uh Jessica Biel, Jessica Biel. You know she also produces the Bill Pullman vehicle, the um the Sinner. Oh yeah. So she's she create you know she starred in the center, but she created it too, or she's one of the big executive producers, and she's uh, so it's interesting because she's gotten more involved in like making true crime crime stuff. Yeah, it's a very interesting turn for Jessica Biel. So it's interesting her take in in that versus the the Elizabeth Olsen one, and I think they both, uh, you know, they're they're both very interesting. Hers is a little broader. Okay. I'll say. Okay. Um, I mean, hers yeah. is a little broader. Yeah, it's weird. I either like I like reality or hardcore spy shit. Like I'm a very <laughs> weird. It is really just like reality or like dad shows. Jack Ryan, the <laughs> yes. Diplomat. Yes. Like those, I, yeah. That, uh, although uh, the one there that I really recommend everybody watch on Peacock. By the way, Peacock. In my view, again, this is not a call to action. Peacock is. You want to talk freebie? That's the place where Peacock is it killing all it. lives. Peacock, Peacock is killing. And this it. is not a call to action because of the strikes, and so I'm not asking you to watch anything on these no, platforms. No, no, I think but, they're all garbage when it yeah, comes to paying. They're people. all garbage. Don't watch these shows until we get <laughs> a fair deal. Any. Don't sign up for butts. Let me tell but you, one traders. you might want to. Oh, the traders on Peacock. The traders is first off the best one is the Australian. Yes, the best one, one is, is the, the Australian one. Agree. Although it's actually originally it's a Dutch show and it was conceptually supposed to be uh, a, originally set on a pirate ship. Why? Where there was like saboteurs. Yes. That was the well, Are pitch. they going to sink the ship? They had to walk a plank and all this stuff. It was like a model of like a, it was, you know, still a land-based yeah. pirate ship. So then they tried, but, decided to make it about a, like a castle. Well, yes. Basically the, the, the pitch from the producers, the Dutch, TV were like, this is too weird, but let's make it traitors. So then they put it, I don't know the Dutch, where the setting is for the Dutch one, because we've been trying to find it. But um, it's actually been now, I think, in 15 different countries. It's, it's, there's a bunch of, there's traders. a bunch of traitors. Yeah. Okay. But the Australian one, incredible. Australians that was my brutal. favorite. They yeah. are brutal people. They are really are tough people. Then I, I sound like Trump right there, but they're, they're very tough people. Yeah. And, and then, <laughs> You get into the UK. I don't understand the US one. Why they are doing half reality people? Yeah, it wasn't really necessary. Yeah, and it's like it wasn't necessary. It's like putting amateurs in professional. Yeah, it just made people automatically distrust some of the celebrities. Like I know Kate Chastain because I watched Below Deck and I would trust her with my life. I knew Mm. that she was on the side of good, and I would be in there being like, "You guys, I know she seems bitchy, but that's because you don't know Kate." But Kate is not a traitor. And they all just kind of were like, well, I don't really know her. I don't really know her show and I don't trust her. No. Yes. Well, that's the interesting thing about the traders is that, you know, for people who don't understand what it is, is basically they have to do sort of challenges. So I know a lot of people don't like challenge. Yeah, the challenges are kind uh, of annoying uh, to me. The challenges are annoying. but, But since it's mostly 
about these interpersonal dynamics while there are a, a group of people who have been three people who have been tapped to uh, uh, quietly meet. Nobody knows who they are. So everyone doesn't know who the traders are and they eliminate people every night. But there's also like a council meeting where they can eliminate. Everyone can eliminate one person who they think is a trader. And the traders have a huge advantage. Yeah. But what's also really interesting to me is the dynamics, which always boil down to either it is, oh, you're heavy or you're ugly or you're not sociable. You must be a trader. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, always you like, notice, you're kind of weird, so you <laughs> yeah. must be a trader. Like, I noticed that, like, when everybody else opened their eyes, you kind of open your eyes slowly. So I just think you're a traitor. It never is yes. anything that makes sense. And it's just like. No, it never makes sense. And they always go, I have the evidence. I've seen the evidence. I And yeah. you go, what, what evidence? evidence? What are you and talking about? And they're just like, I know and the no evidence. no one ever cites it. Yeah. No one ever cites anything. They just go, I know the evidence is clear. And you're like, what? And it's like, what evidence? Like what, be, what they looked at you kind of weird? Or like what? Oh, you God. Everyone should watch the trade everyone in america around the world around, should watch the trade so, so good the american one is just worth it for alan cummings behavior during the show yeah. which is crazy it, he's, he's bad shit great host. he's an amazing he's host it's shit. truly like they were just like you know what, alan do your thing can i do this show every <laughs> week can i just do this show every week i would gladly talk about television with you every Let's, week. we need to do you got to be a regular guest because i have a million other shows but we we got to wrap this up I, okay okay i'm sorry i'm such a chatty cat i mean I, I feel like the they got the listeners got a lot of good recommendations out of this one and okay. i mean i'm always happy when i get to call it talk cult doc so thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, and also just want to say to my listeners, if you want to support the actors and writers, we are still on strike. Uh, yes. Anyone in L.A. or New York can join a picket line or drop off food and water. And you can donate money to the Entertainment Community Fund, which helps non-actor Hollywood crew members who suffer hardships due to the strike. Uh, you can donate at entertainmentcommunity.org and make sure to direct your gift to the film and television category uh, when asked. Uh, Tony, do you have any other plugs? Where can the people follow you? What should they know? Well, you know, you can always go to the real actual Tony on Instagram. And that's where I also promote Don't Panic. And uh, yeah, listen to Don't Panic wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for, for coming to TV Club. Uh, and, you know, TV Club, th there's a lot of TV coming up. I want to make sure you're caught up on the boys because we have Jen V coming out on Prime Video, which is the spinoff of the boys. Uh, we also have Invincible coming back. So if you didn't watch the first season of Invincible and then also Adam Eve and Invincible, Adam Eve, make sure you're all caught up on that because, you know, I'm about to go hard for those shows. OK, you, yeah. you know it. Uh, we also have Below Deck, Down Under Ending. But don't worry, because Below Deck Mediterranean is coming to take its place. Captain Sandy will be back in our hearts and just there to tell us everything's going to be OK. So we're just waste. We're just we're waiting and we're going to get back to Captain Sandy so soon. But they released a trailer and it's going to be good. It's going to be a good, good season. Just the crew they have together. I know there's going to be drama, so I'm really excited. Uh, that's, that's all I'm going to give you this week for for TV homework. I, I think that's enough. Uh, and also keep up on all the 90 day fiance stuff, because let me tell you oh, yeah. this next episode of 90 day fiance last resort. I had the pleasure of seeing it early and, uh, it is one of the most shocking things I've ever seen on my American <laughs> television. So the hot tub that when he stands, Oh, up this is tub. after the hot tub. Let me tell you that. 
It gets even no wilder. Neck. Yeah, Big Ed, they decide to give these people sex lessons at the resort, oh. and I think that's all oh. I got to say. Oh, my God. We could we could do a whole... We could honestly just, just I, 90, 90 day, day, day for another hour. Okay, we're wrapping this <laughs> okay. up. I want to thank, thank you. you. I want to thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode. I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Anita Flores, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls, tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. 